Hey guys, thanks for checking out our podcast. We hope this week's message inspires you and encourages you. Feel free to check out our website for more information. Here's today's message. That'll help. What I was saying was, I apologize because I was so busy engaged in praying for our friends there um, that I forgot to go pick up the lectern like I said I would. So sorry about that. Way, how good's that to, where are they? There's Evan and, and Jason and Tyra. How, how good is that? Um, that's been worth coming to church for all by itself. Well done, you guys. God bless you. Um, now, hey, I don't know if you're like me, but I love it when everything is working well. All right. You know, when the world, we, we sing that song, when the world's all as it should be. You know, like when the world's all as it should be. I love that. Smoothly oiled machines. That's what I want. Like, take a look at this rig. I saw this in the Barossa Valley in South Australia. Now, just take a good look because a glancing look won't tell you. Can, like, this is, that, that's got to be $1 million Shangri-La on wheels. That, can you see it? Like, like you're seeing everything. Not one but two air conditioners on top of the, on top of the mobile home. There's a satellite dish on top of the mobile home. There is, can you see at the back, it's in black. That's, the, that's obviously the exhaust fan out of the shower in the mobile home. You see the Harley Davidson, the Jeep. The, that's gonna be a custom made trailer. So there's a boat, the Jeep obviously goes. Do you share my wonder? I couldn't believe it. Like I saw that, that was at Nuriupta Caravan Park in the Barossa Valley. Like I, I love a rig like that. Now, I'm just getting my phone ready. It was Lauren and Ethan's wedding. Is that, is it two, one, two years ago? Nearly two, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so two years ago, it's Lauren and Ethan's wedding. We're in this really cool converted warehouse we're packed to the rafters in there all the people I'm conducting the wedding um, <laughs> during the wedding now I, like I'm, I'm, I'm preaching the message in the wedding we are approaching the high point of the wedding of the of the of the, uh, of the, of the four or five minute Bible message we're getting right to the to the climax of the message and then all of a sudden the world's not all as it should be. Because you see, um, um, normally, normally, like 95% of the time, 99% of the time, my phone's on silent, okay? Um, don't even ask me how it got on off silent that afternoon because I got no idea. And um, the phone, meantime, is in, it's in my suit, you know, the upper inner inside pocket of my suit. I'm preaching away to the couple. They're, we're packed to the rafters. There's people in there. And, uh, and, and by the way, what I wanted to tell you, oh, Adam, why don't you stop calling me right now, okay? 
We have our youth pastor trying to hijack the message. Thanks for that. All right. So anyway, <laughs> I got a real distraction there. See, it's on silent. You can't get me. You can't get me. I got, I got some friends. There's, there's a few of us, and we meet together every week. There are three, three other pastors. We meet together every week. These are my best mates in the world, you know. And, um, and we have a little thing where, where we have a specific tone for our phones. So if one of us rings each other, we know it's each other. If if it's not on silent, we know it. Here's the tone. I just want to play it for you, all right? Now, hopefully, if you're watching online, you'll be able to listen. I've got this maximum volume. Did you hear that? Here's the tone. Here's, here it is again. What is it? It's a cow, right? Okay. So here we are. I'm conducting... Now, I'm just going to make sure that's on silent now, because if not, Devo will come after me again. All right, okay, there we go. I'm not real conversant with the phone. So I'm conducting the wedding and I'm preaching. And you know, your phone, before it'll tone, you hear it, you feel a vibrate, you know? It's like, and I thought, that's all right, because I've always got it. Like, normally I turn it off for a wedding, you know? Because I just don't want to, and, and ab, for a funeral, like, you've just, like, you know. So normally I turn it off, but I must have forgotten to do it that day. So I feel the vibe in my pocket, and I thought, that'll be all right, just a vibe. But then, Starts mooing. Now I'm getting texts from people in the church watching at home. <laughs> should I just put it on? Should I put it on the tone so that when everyone calls me now? If, hey, someone at home, call me because now just call me and see what happens. Let's just wait for see who, who it is is going to call me first. All right, let's just come on. We'll just wait. Someone call me. Come on. Someone pick up your phone and call me. It's going to happen. Well, I'm just going to keep talking and someone will call you. Watch. I won't name you. Don't worry. Um, no one's calling. Well, we'll keep waiting. Um, now, what was I going to say? So the phone's mooing in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, that's someone in the building, though. Someone out of the building. Here we go. Hey, why does it go... Why doesn't it stay loud? Oh, I don't know. Anyway, thanks, thanks, Dave, for calling just now. That's that's really. Um, you guys, can you imagine? Like, this is my worst nightmare. I'm conducting a wedding, and what? What? And now they're all calling. That's good. Um, <laughs> I'm just, we're total, I'm getting totally. Distracted. Now another one on. All right, <laughs> you have 14 new messages. <laughs> all right, that's enough now. Thank you, thank you for all. The, now another one. Now I'm getting missed calls because everyone else is calling. All right, all right, all right, all right. We got the point, haven't we? So I'm in blind, stressed panic. All I do though, it, when someone's calling and it's on, it's on the tone, if you just hit the, the the whatever that button is, then it just stops the call, right? So I just hit the button and put it back in my pocket. But then I know that what my friend, this is Chris, my friend calling, and, and look, I have to confess, I do the same thing to him. You know, sometimes you call someone and you just get the impression, because it only rings two or three times and then, it's, then it turns off, and you think, he's in a meeting. He's in a meeting and he's just turned my phone off. So I'm thinking, I, keep, I start preaching again, but then I start thinking, oh no, 
He'll call back. He's going to call back. And I got away with one moo episode, but I'm not going to get away with two. Like the mother of the bride is there and the mother, the other, the mother of the groom is there. Like I'm not going to get away with two. So I'm panicking. Got to the end, got to the end of the message, and I just, oh, like, I went so quick, so quick to try and get that thing finished. Got the phone out, and I apologised again, and I'm trying to make light of it, and I put it on to silent. I think I put it on do not disturb as well, you know. So then I'm really traumatised by all this, and I'm like, and even though everyone's laughing, and it was just, you know, like big belly laughs all over the, all over the, the, the warehouse there. Like I'm shattered, you know, because I feel like I've destroyed someone's wedding. And we go down the gardens to take the photos. I'm driving some of the, the, the bridesmaids down there. And Jake, my son's there because he's in the wedding party. And, um, and we're talking away, you know, and I'm like, oh, Jake, I can't believe that happened, you know. And he's like, Dad, it's okay. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, oh, mate, no. He goes, Dad, they, they won't even remember. And then Jake and I just look at each other. <laughs> and he goes... Oh, they probably will, won't they? <laughs> you know, I want things fitting together and working well. I don't like it when things don't work well. And, and all the more so do I want that, you know, when the stakes are high. Like, I want... I want Richmond Football Club humming at this time of year and just starting to hum a bit more as we lead into, lead into finals time. That's what I would like. Or when the stakes are higher still, you know what? I really, really, really want my church working well. And, and, and you know, I always wanted that, even well before I was a pastor. I wanted that. I really, really wanted my church working well. Like, you too? Are you like Bonnie, our friend Bonnie? Earlier this year, her and her husband, Matt, they were, they were at our membership lunch. And there's a time in the, in the lunch when, we, when we're doing some talking and Bonnie spoke up and she's telling us her impressions of the church. She loves the church, that sort of stuff. But then she, she says this and she said, and it's really well organized. And like music to my ears. Even before I was a pastor, you know, like, hey, when a church is working well. Did you like that? And, and I mean, are you like me? Like, you like it when a plan comes together? When, when, when this goes with that, and this goes with that, and this goes with that. When we're putting... Square, heg, square pegs in square holes and round pegs in round holes. I mean, and when you're doing it in your garden at home and in your kitchen and in your office, but then when you start to do it in your life group, and I'm not alone in this, am I? Like, there's something good. We even use the word in our English language, harmonious. There's something that's really pleasing and satisfying, and that's, yeah, the world is all as it should be. When things are working well. And, and, and when it's a place, may, oh, you know, maybe not so much like a physical place, but when it's a family or when it's a community, when it's a body, when it's like the local church. And the local church, part of the church, you know, worldwide, which if you check your Bible, especially in the narratives of Jesus' life. 
And in the first early church, which started in Jerusalem really soon after Jesus had died on the cross. You check, my friend, and you'll find that the church was and is God's design to reach the world. Don't let that be lost on you this morning. Or or to put it more emotively, the church is the hope of the world. You couple that up with other language that's used in our Bible to talk about this hope of the world, and you come up with with information and, and pictures like the church is the bride of Christ. Did you know that's in the Bible? Did you know that the church is the family of God? That's in the Bible. You know, in the Bible, the church is the body of Christ. So you know what? If you ever thought that that when you joined up with Mill Park Baptist Church or any other church, that you were just working out which one in your neighborhood best suited you and your family, or the one, you know, because we've all heard that before, you know. Look, oh, you know, no, we'll find the, we'll find the church. Uh, and I just want to find the one with, you've heard it, haven't you? With great worship. I just want to have great worship and great teaching. Or even if you were looking around, you know, like you're looking around for the one that was the best organized. Or if you can find the one that served the best coffee or they had free donuts on Sundays or they had a smoke machine or they had quiet, contemplative worship or that, whatever they had, You know what? Church is much, much more than that, my friend. This family that we're talking about, this this place, and we're not talking about a physical building, this place that we're a part of, you know what? It really, really matters to God. Just remember, friends, like, see, just remember, like, I, I don't love anyone on this earth as much as I love my wife. Like she's my bride. Now I love my kids. I love other people. I love you guys. I love my church. I love other things too. But nothing, like there's nothing, there's there's nowhere near as much as my wife as my bride and when the bible talks about the church being the bride of christ you get that like that is every bit as much true of god with his bride like so when i say that i love it when the church is working well or even when bonnie says at the membership lunch it's well organized 
Or like this week when Pastor Kathy was on the phone to me, we were talking about another matter, we got to the end of the conversation. Come on up, Kathy. And Kathy says, Hey, have you got a minute? Have you got a minute? I just want to share a story with you. It's so exciting. I go, Yeah, Kathy, tell like I always, always say yes to stories. Here's the story. Listen to this. Okay. What happened was we had a challenge put to us by Kat Jensen, our um, pastor of life groups, put a challenge out to our life groups to do bingo. And one of those things was to get to know people in the community and to give in the community. So as a life group, we sort of thought, well, what can we do? And so it took the challenge of Pastor Kat and it took the ideas of our life group to think, well, let's do some packs. I think we started off with one or two packs was the idea. And so I said, you know, you put the money into my account, I can make it happen. It's not a scam. I said, this is not a scam to put the money in my account. I'll look after it. But we all threw around, we all needed the ideas of each other to come up with what we were going to do. There was one person in particular in our community who I knew just from going in and out of the shop that that had a bit of a rough time, especially during COVID. So that was one of the people we suggested. And so all the ideas, people, let's put this in the pack, let's put that. Someone else volunteered. Let's get a plant to give to some, so plant in Victoria, to give to someone. Plant. Plant, sorry. Um, in somewhere else that they, you know, could be blessed. And so took all the ideas. But then when I looked in my account, I'm like, jaw dropped. The generosity yeah. of the people in that group. Like, we're not a big group, but the generosity blew me away. I'm saying, yeah. hey, guys, we've actually got enough to do more than just a couple of packs. We can actually do a lot more here. And so we, we threw around ideas of who else. But I had the blessing to drop off one of the packs to this person, who I knew, this lady who I knew had been through a difficult time. And I barely got the pack to her and she burst into tears. And she said, no one has ever done anything this nice for me for years. And she was deeply, deeply touched. And um, so I was able to chat a little bit more to her and say, you know, people really do care. And if you need anything, let us know as a life group. And um, I think I used for a group of friends in the community who didn't know what a life group was. But, um, but yeah, I, it was just beautiful. So I took a, a prompt from a leader, took the generosity of a team, it took the ideas of, team, of our team and uh, group to bless someone and others as well. And yeah. Kathy, she wants all the people in your group to drop in. Yeah, she said, please tell everyone in the group to go and say hello so she can say thank you and, um, yeah, to show her gratefulness for that. Oh, how good's yeah. that story, you guys? Like, um, you see, when, when things like that happened, I, like, that's celebration material. But if you think... You know, like, I love that story. But if you think that we celebrate when we hear a story like that, if you think that that puts a smile on my dial, did you ever stop to think what that does for God? To hear that story he just heard now. Ever? Hey, come with me just for a minute. See how this goes for you this morning. It'll just be... It's going to be a little bit different than maybe in the normal preaching because we're just going to let the, you know, the Bible describes the Bible as having the same power, more power, than the sharpest double-edged sword. 
Okay, so we're just gonna let the double-edged sword do some work on us this morning, yeah? You got a minute? Like, um, and think through, while we're reading this, just think through what it takes for the body, for the family, for the bride. Just think what it takes for it to be working well, right? You, you, you th- put your thinking cap on, because you know what? Here's a couple of suggestions, some prompts for you to think while we read. It takes people, it takes Countercultural commitment and it takes bold commitment as well. And, and churches, just like any other organization, but, but sometimes even more so because they're, they're out on the very front line and they're the hope of the world. You know what? They, they go through valleys and they do have some times when they get up on mountaintops as well, but, but there are times when the yards are hard. And you know what? It costs money. It costs money, not only for the local church, but, but for all the money, because if the local church is working the way that God intended to work, you know what it's doing? The local church is the place that's releasing the most money into mission all over the world. That's what the local church is doing. So think about that while you're pondering, while, while you're pondering, while we're reading. And, and as you do that, think of another thing. You know, I was out for a run the other day and I could feel, I was out in this country road and I could feel this big stone come slipping. Sometimes it'll, it'll do that. You'll flick one up or whatever. And it's inside my shoe. I can't quite work out if it's inside the sock or not, but it's in there and it's a big stone. But I'm two thirds of the way through. This is a long run and, and my timer is going and I really, I really don't want to stop. So I'm thinking I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show raw courage and see this out. I'm going to run all the way to the end and then I'll get this rock out of my foot. And it got worse and worse and worse, but I endured. And like by the end, I'm, my foot's just about to drop off. I get home. First thing I do is pull my runner off and fish this rock out. Take a look at the rock. Now, you know, when you do a photo like this on Windows 10, um, for your PowerPoint, it, like, and you put the photo up, it, it gives you a suggestion for what to call the photo. Do you know what the suggestion it gave was? Seriously, it said, hand with gold ring. That's how small that rock is. You, did, you couldn't even notice it. Felt like I was going to drop my foot off though. You see, when things aren't working well, we feel it. Look at this, Romans chapter 12. Let's let this speak for us. So dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will accept. When you think of what he has done for you, is this too much to ask? Like, so so when my my friend called me one day, and and my good friend, and he, he talks to me about his wife, his bride, about a very personal situation that, that maybe, I'm not sure, maybe no one else knows. And he's actually specifically asking me if I can help her out with this. Not, not, it's not because I'm a pastor, it's because I'm his friend. When you think of what God's done for you, is it too much to ask? Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. 
And just think about what they are a moment, for a moment. When it, when, it, when it comes to, you know, the behavior and the customs of this world, when it comes to the church and to commitment, that sort of stuff, well, look, you don't give your money. You don't give your time. You wait and you see what's better. And, and even if you do things like, like the, the behavior and the customs, like say, say just really practical example at the moment, right? You think about this. As a church, what is effectively the only way that we can communicate with almost all of the church. There's no way we can communicate with 100% of the church at the moment. What's the only way we can communicate with maybe 95, 96%? It's email. So the behavior and the customs of this world, I'm a young adult, I, I, I don't do email. Well, I know you don't do email. That's the behavior and the customs of the world though. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. Well, I don't give my money to this sort of stuff. I'm saving my money. Well, that's the behavior and the customs of the world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Then, in other words, when you think about what I just said, when you think about what God's done for you, when you then think about the extravagant generosity that he's already shown you, when you think about the grace and the mercy and the kindness that he's already extended to you, and when you then don't behave in line with the customs and the, customs and the behavior of the world around about you, when you don't do those things, you will know what God wants you to do. And you will know how good and pleasing and perfect his will really is. As God's messenger, I'll give each of you this warning. Be honest in your estimate of yourselves, measuring your value by how much faith God has given you. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are all parts of this one body, of his one body, and each of us has different work to do. And since we are all one body in Christ, we belong to each other, and each of us needs the others. This is the bride, friends. This is the family. This is the body. You like it working well. I like it working well. It's the hope of the world. It's the vehicle through which we get the good news of Jesus to the whole world. It's the place that I get refined and you get strengthened and we link arms together and we work and we give and we sacrifice and we help and we serve together. And no, you didn't just join up with a local club. God, God puts you in a local church. And if he didn't yet, you're saying, oh, not really. Oh, no, no, you didn't put me in a local church yet. Well, you know what? It, it, it may be more about whether you're listening to him than about whether he puts you in a local church. Because he wants every one of his children meaningfully committed to a local church, helping on all fronts to make it work really well. Here's how, look at this. God has given each of us the ability to do certain things well. So if God, for instance, has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out and have faith that God is speaking through your next couple of verses, he lists a few. If, if your gift's serving, serve well. If it's teaching, do a good job. If it's encouraging, do it. <laughs> if, if you've got money, share it generously. If, you, if you've got the gift of leadership, take the responsibility seriously. Kindness, do it gladly. 
And by now, friends, isn't he, like here and at home, the Holy Spirit's getting you to the point, to the spot, isn't he, where you're thinking about it from your perspective, not from the person sitting beside you. And so now, here's... Here's what I've done this week as I studied and God's invitation to you here this morning. That's right, like that's not his personal invitation to you. We've called it this morning, it's a halftime coach's message. Now, I'm, like, I'm not trying to equate myself as like, I'm the coach. That's not the bit. And it's not really so much about halftime. We are halfway through the year. As it is that, that, that we're on our way through the game, friends. And, and you know what happens? And, and, like, and like, I've gotten to see this up close and personal through my involvement with Richmond Football Club. You know, at halftime, we get back in the rooms, we regroup, we work out what we've been doing well in the first half, and we pinpoint not so much just the mistakes, but the but the systems that we tried in the first half, they're not working. Or the manner in which we did not execute our game plan. And then at the end of that half time, then we all get together and the coach talks. Now, to take a look at this. This is a photo of the Brisbane Lions room. Thank you, Pauline will be very, very happy with this. And see, that's at half time. You can see it's halfway through the game. And that's not the whole team, that's just part of the team. That's the coach, Chris Fagan, talking. See, that, that's what happens at halftime. Here's what we're trying to do now, friends. Look at this. We're just trying to remind ourselves. Look in verse 9. Don't just pretend that you love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Stand on the side of the good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy in your work, but serve the Lord enthusiastically. When God's children are in need, be the one to help them out and get into the habit of inviting guests home for dinner or if they need lodging for the night. Friends, here's the message. You are in the family. If you know Jesus, if you're in relationship with Jesus, you are in the family. You are in the body. Jesus wants you on the team. You love it when it's all working well? Well, look at this. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We'll read some more. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up only one body. So it is with the body of Christ. Very similar language to what we just read in Romans. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. So if the foot says, hey, I'm not a part of the body because I am not a hand. It actually does not make it any less a part of the body. Might be saying it's not part of the body, but it actually is. And if the ear says, I'm not part of the body because I'm only an ear and not an eye, would that actually make it any less a part of the body? No. Suppose the whole body were an eye, then how would you hear? Or if your whole body were just one big ear, how could you smell anything? But God made our bodies with many parts and he has put each part just where he wants it. What a strange thing the body would be if it only had one part. Yeah, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some of the parts that seem weakest and least important are really the most necessary. Now, all of you together are Christ's body and each one of you is a separate and necessary part of it. Friends, you're in the family. You're in the body. Jesus wants you on the team. And if 
you are in the family and if you are in the body and if Jesus does want you in the team, if you are and if he does, then in the halftime message, it's time to take stock. So come with me just for a couple of minutes as we finish here, right? Just recall this with me. Let's have a th- remember our vision as a church. All right, our vision. Here it is. This is the sort of church that we believe God wants us to grow towards. And we, we, we put this together. We do it every five years here in the church. We put it together in 2018 and beyond. Here's what we said. Um, remember five pillar key words. The first one, growing. We yearn for each one of our people to be growing. And one of the primary ways we do this is through our life groups. Coming to know Jesus, we want to see this for people. We want to see them growing towards maturity in him. We want them knowing, loving, and serving him more authentically. We want our people to be growing. And you know how we talk about um, belong. Belong, believe, become beyond. We want to see people growing. Okay, another one, we want to be multi-ethnic. We love being in an increasingly multi-ethnic church. We saw that this morning. You know, did you, did you see um, this morning both of our baby and family dedications? They weren't, um, they weren't us Anglo-English-speaking first language, were they? It's awesome. Multi-ethnic. We want to be spirit-filled. We long to be a church where the Holy Spirit has given no limitations, where he's free to move in and change us whenever and however he chooses and where his, all his gifts operate in complete freedom. We want to be outward-looking. We acknowledge that our church does not just exist for us. It's actually our community where we gather, we meet, we interact, we're energized by God together. Then we're released into everyday circles and influence them with the love of Jesus. We are desperate for this recognition and passion to infect all we are and do. Never, ever, never, ever do we want to be some comfortable country club where we come along and feel good because we're all together and go home and enjoy ourselves looking and and missional we decisively aim for our passion for missions to grow all the more so that our giving to missions in other words as a church the money we're releasing to missions is always increasing at an astounding rate we send out missionaries We constantly provide short-term cross-cultural mission exposure opportunities for our people. We live to know that the good news of Jesus is being taken into all the world. It's missional. You know what? I just, I, I just thought, I've I, I got to tell you, there's two conversations coming up with the elders, uh, the elders and myself, um, and they'll, they'll be in, in the, the days ahead. Two different conversations with people, and we're going to be sending out these people as missionaries from Milk Park Baptist Church. All right, and there's more to come, but that's two. Hey, how good's that? You're in the family, friends. You're in the body, Jesus wants you on the team. So in this context as well, one of our 10 core values, here it is. Have you seen this one? One of our 10 core values, community. We're building a biblically functioning community, a la bride, family body, which sees incredible love, grace, and care for each other welcomes newcomers as if they were old friends, where everyone in our church has a part to play. Every contribution 
has an equally high value. In the family, you're in the body, and Jesus wants you on the team. So just dream with me just for a few moments. Can you imagine, friends, what it's like being part of the church, the local church, the hope of the world, when it's working well, the way that God designed it to work? Can you imagine? Hey, we need some checking in. So I wanna ask you these things this morning. When it comes to your local church, and the halftime coach's message, we're in there, we're in the rooms, you're in your, you know, you got your backs and your mids and your forwards sitting there together in your little groups and coaches talking away and we've got the whiteboard and we're working away and that sort of stuff. Hey, so, so what's, what's going well? What's going not so well? What are we really? We didn't do that good at all, you know? Well, hey, what are we gonna do in the second half? So how about you? For Mill Park Baptist Church, assuming that you're part of this church, and if you're watching and, and, and you're here and you're part of another church, exactly the same question for your church. How about you? I mean, firstly, let me just ask you, like, are you praying? Do you, do you pray for your church? Do you pray for your church leaders? I mean, another one is, like, physically, and I know we're limited today because of our restrictions, but this won't be the way for too much longer. Hopefully, maybe even next week, we're back with lots of people. Are you coming to church? Are you coming to church? Like, that matters to God. <laughs> it totally matters to God for you to actually come and be with the people of God. You doing that? Are you regularly, consistently tithing? You know that little word from the Bible? Um, it just, if you haven't heard it before, what it simply means is that, you know, everything we have is a gift of God. So when I get paid by the church for my job, that's a gift of God. When we get a Centrelink payment, family tax benefit, that's a gift of God. When we get a government stimulus payment, that's a gift of God. All the stuff that comes in, it's a gift of God. And God's principle is that it's all his gift to us and his principle, and it's an ancient path in Scripture, is that you take the first tenth of everything that comes through and you give it to your church. And then your church can operate as the hope of the world. Are you regularly, consistently doing that? Don't take for granted that everyone who's part of a church is doing that. Because we know that if as part of most churches this is the case, and it's true for us, if everyone in the church is doing that, we would meet our budget without problem. So don't take it for granted that everyone is. Are you doing that? Hey, are you serving? You're cheering other people on. So recently we got together, the leadership got together, and we were talking, and we were talking about the, the situation with our offerings and our finances in the church, and we're, um, we're a fair degree behind in that at the moment. And we, the conversation panned out to a lot of other things as well. And by the way, it was a really positive conversation. I went home really happy that night. It was just, it was awesome. But here's what we came up with, friends. You know, there's a Sunday coming up on the 18th of July, U-turn, U-turn Sunday. 
It's where we're going to be. It's time for the halftime address, isn't it? And we're going to be there. We're going to be all together. Hopefully we can be as many of us as possible in the building as possible. And we'll be online if we, do, you know, it'll be our English and our Arabic and our Korean congregations, all of us together. And we're going to be there. We're going to be concentrating together on what we call repentance. Because repentance is a Bible term, yeah? You know, like at its, at its best and its most basic and really the most rudimentary you know, effective definition of what repentance means is a U-turn. So when you're going along this way and you say, hey, it's time for me and my life to repent, U-turn. And also with our repentance, and we're going to be doing that together as a whole church and giving people the opportunity to do it. And we're going to take a special offering as well. And, um, and we're... We're going to have the opportunity then to say, hey, listen, let's, let's put right. Let's put right what's, what's not been so good in the first half. And you will not be singled out. No, not one person will be singled out. It's not like it, it won't be anything, won't be anything inappropriate. But we'll have the opportunity as a church and all of us to repent and to do a U-turn. So you're in the family and you're in the body. Jesus wants you on the team, my friend added to the team I pray for you yeah Lord we we really would love this body to be working well because we know Lord that when it's working well stories like Pastor Kathy's that they're just the beginning. And we thank you, Lord, because there are, there's lots of those stories happening. But we know that as we're working well, and as we're doing things like praying and, and coming to church and, and giving and tithing, and when we're serving and when we're cheering other people on, when we're doing things like that, that's when each one of us is helping our body and our family your bride to work well and that's when there are more and more and more and more and more of those stories thank you I just want to thank you again Lord I don't I don't know this this lady that Kathy spoke about but Kathy was able to tell me a little bit more information about her than what we would sort of say publicly I still don't know her name and I, I don't know the lady but Jesus like I like I I am moved by that. <laughs> this lady, like, and the difficulty and the pain and the hardship that she's walked through and she's continuing to walk through. And, and you go and put Kathy in contact with her just in one of her local shops. And you put a group of brothers and sisters together and they show radical generosity. And that reaches into her life. And whether she knows it or not, it touches her with the love of Jesus. And for mine, it doesn't get any better than that. It does not get any better than that. We, 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 wanna, we want those stories. We want to be the place, Lord, that is always increasing our giving to missions at, a, at an astounding rate, like we just said. That people, like, it just blows their minds 
when you realise how much money gets released from Mill Park Baptist Church to missions. And we've nearly, at the moment, we've nearly cracked the $100,000 a year mark. Won't be long till we do. Just want that. So Lord, please would you help us now. Pray for every single one of us. We're looking forward to U-Turn Sunday. We're looking forward to all the things that you're going to do in the meantime. And we thank you so much for speaking to us today. We love you, Jesus. We love you. You are, you are the groom. We are your bride. We're your body. We're your family. Thank you for the privilege. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Let's stand together to sing.
Yes, God, you will reign forever and ever. We began this service today declaring that. Lord, we come to the end of our service today declaring that. And God, right now, Lord, you've been having a conversation with each one of us today because we are the hope of the world. Lord, we are the church, the hope of the world. And whatever conversation it is that you are having with each and every one of us, Lord, whether that is about our prayer life, our contribution through our meaningful participation or through our giving, God, I pray that you would bring to completion that work that you've begun here today. God, we thank you for that. We thank you for the life of Jesus, his birth, his death and his resurrection, that we can declare that you will reign forever and ever and ever. We thank you and we pray this in Jesus' name. Church family, God has been having a conversation with us this morning.